three, two, one. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rivardo, joined by my co-host, Alex Wilson. And the Giants just wrapped up their fourth practice of training camp today, and it was an exciting one. We saw an incredible highlight play from Jason Pinnock interception with one hand looked like he was channeling his inner Odell Beckham Jr. on the final play of practice. We're going to talk about that play. We're going to talk about Trey Hawkins, who's been locking down opposing wide receivers. And we're going to talk about Jalen Hyatt, who moves at the speed of a golf cart, 24 miles per hour, the GPS clocked him in at, at practice. Insane, mind-blowing, some really exciting stuff coming out of New York Giants training camp. So today, we're going to go ahead and discuss all of the takeaways. But before we dive into all that, make sure to leave a like if you do enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode and comment your thoughts on the topic down below in the comment section. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review. And go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. But without further ado, Alex, how are you doing today, my friend? And what are your thoughts on day four of Giants training camp? I'm doing great, guys, and I'm doing great, Anthony, and ultimately, I know you guys probably want to see Allie, but it's all good. I'm back, and she'll be here this week, and, you know, really, really uh, great work by her and Anthony yesterday, making some awesome content, so you'll see more of her in the coming days, but today, you're stuck with me, unfortunately, and today, we're talking about the Giants training camp, some standout players. You mentioned Jason Pinnock and Trey freaking Hawkins, guys, sixth-round pick. This guy, we've talked about him a little bit. I think Trey Hawkins might end up being, like, a, a good player for us, like, Finding late-round picks has been a troubling kind of predicament for the Giants over the past couple of years, and Trey Hawkins has been clamping down guys in practice. You know, we saw him have a good reps on Jalen Hyatt. We saw him have a great rep on Bryce Ford and Wheaton yesterday. We picked one off. He has been all over the field putting up good uh, reps against some good players, and that's ultimately what you want to see from a sixth-round rookie who is tangibly really good. He has really good size, really good length. He just is inexperienced. You know, coming from Old Dominion, didn't play against the top talent, uh, just didn't have enough experience against great players, and ultimately, he's going to get that at the NFL level. The more opportunities he gets, the better. I'm really excited to continue watching him develop this offseason um, leading up into the regular season, especially because our DB unit is pretty thin behind the, the primary starters. Who's to say that he couldn't fight his way into a more prominent role? Um, um, down the line. Now, there are some guys that struggle a little bit. You know, Deontay Banks has had a little bit of an up and down camp, but I don't really care about that, guys. He's going up against freak. Look, okay, let me give you some context. Trey Hawkins is going to up, going up against, you know, Hyatt on, on occasion, Bryce Ford Wheaton. Meanwhile, Deontay Banks is going up against freaking Darren Waller, one of the best tight ends in football. Like, he's going to lose those reps, guys. Like, he's going to get destroyed. Everyone is getting destroyed by Darren Waller. Watching Waller destroy Banks and then having the hot take that, oh, Darren Waller or, or Banks is not looking good is, is just straight up foolish. Darren Waller has been killing everybody. He is known to do that. He's a great route runner. He has great size, great speed. Banks has had his fair share of struggles against other guys too, but this is where you learn. He's going up against our top weapons. That's where you want him. You want him getting beat by the best, so that way he learns how to beat the best. And I think that's ultimately it's like iron sharpens iron concept. Am I worried about Banks? Absolutely not. If you want to reference Andrew Thomas struggling in his rookie season, you know, and then turning into one of the best left tackles in football, Banks can do the same thing at a different spot. And ultimately, cornerback is one of the most difficult positions to transition to uh, from the collegiate level. So I'm not surprised he's having a couple issues in training camp. They're pinning him um, against some of the best talents on the team. They're making him win 1v1 battles where he's at a severe disadvantage already. He will learn. He's got the time. He has the coaching staff. He's got the talent. It's just putting it all together and getting better. Um, but I'm not worried about that one bit. So, Anthony, looking at the DBs here, Trey Hawkins, Banks, um, you know, who's standing out to you? Like, who, who is maybe, you know, struggling a little bit? And I, I saw Darnay Holmes get absolutely tossed by Cole Beasley a couple minutes ago. 
Good God. Darnay's playing himself right off this team, unfortunately. And I love him as a guy, but he's not very good in coverage. Never really has been. Um, it's been unfortunate because, you know, I thought he had some pretty decent upside, good against the run, good vision. Uh, but ultimately, he just he just is not good in coverage. And I think that Cordell Flott's probably going to win that starting slot shot if we're honest. Um, but, you know, what are you thinking so far about the DB? Some guys that are standing out, some guys that are struggling. Yeah, the DBs are becoming the talk of training camp right now for the Giants, which I think is pretty interesting. You know, we went into camp the first couple of days. All eyes were on Darren Waller. All eyes were on Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt, who we're going to talk about later in this episode, still standing out. But now you're seeing a lot of these defensive backs really making plays and making names for themselves, including Trey Hawkins, who you just mentioned and who I'm super excited about. I mean, that interception that he had in coverage against Bryce Ford Wheaton, phenomenal, broke up a pass against uh, Sterling Shepard as well, and had tight coverage and forced an incompletion against Jalen Hyatt. He's sticking with everybody, no matter how much speed or how much height they have. Trey Hawkins, six foot two, 195 pound corner. He is a freak athlete and somebody that I think the Giants are hopeful to develop into an eventual starter one day because he looks really, really good at training camp. Now, again, it's early. It's only training camp. It's only four practices in. But if he can keep playing this way, keep making these plays and gaining this momentum as we get into preseason, we could see something really special develop here with Hawkins because let's keep in mind, guys, like this Giants cornerback room is pretty thin. Like we know who our two established starting outside cornerbacks are with Deontay Banks and Adore Jackson, right? But keep in mind, Adoree Jackson has never played a full season with the New York Giants. He always has missed time uh, due to injuries. And so keeping that in mind, Trey Hawkins needs to be ready to go on a moment's notice. So the fact that he's playing well at training camp, if he can play well in the preseason, he should be the next man up if there is an injury with Adoree Jackson in the regular season. So it's really important for him to maintain this pace, keep playing at a high level, go into, into preseason and lock down other teams' wide receivers. That will be the difference. You know, Trey Hawkins locking down a few of the Giants receivers, Let's go ahead and see how he plays in the preseason against other teams. That's when he can really make a name for himself and force the Giants coaching staff to throw him into the starting mix. So I'm excited about that. I wish that he had more of an ability to play on the inside in the slot because, as you mentioned, we're seeing some struggles from the slot cornerback position, to say it nicely, right? Darnay Holmes is really struggling to get it going here at training camp. He is getting cooked by a lot of the different wide receivers, whether you're talking about Shep, whether you're talking about that clip that you referenced, Alex, with Cole Beasley really just taking his lunch money. It's been a struggle for Darnay Holmes. And we're almost at the point where I think that the Giants, you know, as you said, Alex, he he can make some good plays in the running game. He's a stocky defensive back. He can tackle well. Do they need to just throw him at safety and see if he can compete there instead? Because cornerback, slot cornerback in particular, just doesn't seem to be working out for Darnay Holmes. And as you said, with the $2.5 million that they could save by releasing him, I think it's almost just inevitable at this point that he will be released by the end of the training camp and preseason period. But again, it's early. Maybe he can turn things around. If he goes in the preseason, doesn't let up a single reception, we'll be talking about Darnay Holmes as the second coming. And we'll be really excited about him going into the regular season. But right now, what we're seeing from the first four days of practice, Trey Hawkins stock up major Uh, Darnay Holmes stocked down all the way to the floor. So it's going to be interesting to see if he can turn it around. But I want to talk about Jason Pinnock because this guy is really lighting things up. That was the coolest, the best, the filthiest interception that I've ever seen in a practice rep ever. Like literally the best. That one should win an award. If you guys remember a few years ago when OBJ caught that one practice touchdown against Janoris Jenkins uh, when he did like his windmill and he caught it backhanded, that's basically what Jason Pinnock just did right here on this final play of practice. And that was 
mind-blowing to see. This is a player that the Giants are really high on. One of the reasons, reportedly, that they let Julian Love go is because they had Pinnock in the mix, and they really liked him. What he showed last year impressed them, and they felt confident that he could be the guy to take over that starting job. So we went into this offseason, Alex, talking about Dane Belton, how we think this is the young defensive back that's going to move up into that starting job and take that role. Well, I don't think so anymore. I think that, you know, we haven't heard a lot about Belton through the first four days of practice, and it seems like the Giants are just pushing Pinnock into that starting role and giving him all the first team reps, and he's absolutely making the most of them. So how excited are you by Jason Pinnock and what he's showing here at training camp through the first four days? I mean, look, the, the Giants, I trust their evaluation now. Like, I trust this coaching staff to know when they have something in a player. Jason Pinnock, obviously not someone that we're awfully familiar with. He did play a good amount of snaps last year, 473 with a predominant uh, focus at free safety, kind of after Xavier McKinney went down. And, and for what it's worth, he played pretty damn well. He had really good tackling grades, like excellent tackling grades. He only played 202 snaps before that in 2021 with the Jets, and he had really good tackling grades, really good run defense grades. And I wonder, you know, this is a strong safety uh, position he's trying to compete for. And he, being really good in run defense, certainly plays a good part in him winning that starting uh, strong safety job. Um, I don't think, you know, Julian Love was a really good utility piece, right? He was an average free safety. He was an average strong safety. He was an okay cornerback. You know, like, he was just, he was overall, like, okay at everything which made him so valuable because he was able to plug and play at a lot of different positions Pinnick is just a really good <coughs> sorry, excuse me a really good tackler a really good run defender um he, he picked up 36 tackles last year uh had a 13 percent missed tackle rate but I think it was only really uh kind of hurt his numbers because he had one missed tackle between week 13 and the uh divisional game against the Philadelphia Eagles and you know that one that one number really dragged it down after week 13 um, but ultimately, you know, he gave up 161 yards in coverage. He gave up one touchdown at two pass breakups, only a 69.2% reception rate, which is pretty good considering he was playing a lot of free safety, you know, a position that, um, you know, maybe uh, he has more experience at strong safety, whatever it might be, but good tackling, good run defense. And he had a really nice interception today. He's got some good, uh, some good vision. I think this is exactly what you're looking for in a strong safety. The Giant, you can't have above average stars at every position, guys. Sometimes you need players to develop. You need players to rise to the occasion. You need guys to take the step forward. Jason Pinnock is young. He's only this is only his third season in the NFL. He's 24 years old. Like keep that in mind. Like this is a former fifth round pick by the Jets, who then was uh, picked up off their practice squad last year. They tried to sneak him through. He obviously didn't make it through. The Giants wanted him. Really solid player. Um, some good size. Six foot, 205 pounds. You know he's got some strength to him. I think this is a really nice little a little piece here the Giants probably uh, are feeling good about because he's cheap, he's young, you know, he's got a more upside to go, and he's showcasing some good qualities in training camp. And so far, I'm impressed. I think that right now, Pinnock, he leads the he leads the pack for the starting strong safety job. And honestly, that's exactly where you want. You, this is exactly what you want. A young player with upside at a cheap cost to take over a starting job. You know, that's that's exactly where the Giants are trying to find value. Yeah, I'm rooting for him, man. I think he is leading the pack, and I think he's going to win this job. He's really been impressive through the first four days of camp, and this is the player that the Giants want to win this job. This is who they're excited about, so I think that he has a really, really good shot. But again, I'm just looking forward to Tuesday. They're putting on the pads in a couple days here. Let's see him hit. Let's see him make some tackles. And then once we get into the preseason, I want to see him fully suited up in the Giants uni, going out there with the first team. Let's see how he performs then because, again, this is a guy with a lot of potential here, third year player for the Giants and 
all the potential in the world to step up and become a full-time starter this upcoming season. But we've talked a lot about the defensive backs throughout the first 11 minutes of this episode. Let's talk a little bit about the wide receivers because there is a couple of them who have been really standing out. One of them being Darius Slayton. He and Daniel Jones look like they're in mid-season form already. I mean, some of these clips we're seeing, as you tweeted, Alex, Darius Slayton looks like prime Randy Moss out here. He's just going deep, and he's catching deep bombs over everybody right now. Their chemistry has always been great, dating back to their combined rookie season in 2019, but right now, they're really lighting it up at practice, but so is rookie third-round pick, arguably the steal of the NFL draft. Hopefully, he will be when it's all said and done. Wide receiver, Jalen Hyatt. Now, there was a quote that I read from Art Stapleton today, where apparently Daniel Jones walked by his interview with Jalen Hyatt and said, ask him if he hit 24 miles per hour today. Jones joked with him. So Art Stapleton asked him and said he didn't hit 24 miles per hour today, but routinely throughout camp, Jalen Hyatt on the GPS has been tracking in at 24 miles per hour, which is a mind-blowing number to me. That is literally the speed of a golf cart. The Giants have a golf cart on their offense right now. How can NFL defensive players track down a golf cart on a consistent basis? I'm not so sure. And that's why I think Jalen Hyatt could be an elite player for the Giants one day. So Jalen Hyatt catching touchdown passes had a really nice goal line fade that Daniel Jones zipped in there. He made the touchdown grab. He also had a deep bomb where he beat Dane Belton on the angle and made his way into the end zone, scored two big touchdowns today. Jalen Hyatt, rookie, looking like a monster through four days of camp. So Alex, how excited are you about the human golf cart, Jalen Hyatt, and the way that he could play in this upcoming season for the Giants? I mean, the big con about Hyatt was his route running. We all know this. That doesn't look like a concern to me. He looks like he's running phenomenal routes. He's getting open. He's utilizing that speed. Again, it's training camp. Let's pump the brakes a little bit because we oftentimes get excited about training camp clips, and they're designed to make players look a little bit better sometimes, especially when it's in a controlled environment. Um, but with that being said, he looks crisp. He looks fit. He looks athletic. And most of all, he's fast as fuck. <laughs> That's the best way I can put it. Um, you know, close your ears if your kids are there. But, you know, I feel as though right now I'm feeling like Hyatt has some really good potential. As a third-round pick, you don't find players like this very often, guys that, like, are better than that draft stock, um, and you know that. And it seems like the chemistry between him and Jones is quickly developing. I really like what I'm seeing from that. I mean, I know Tyrod Taylor had that big throw to him today. He's been working a lot with the twos. So I imagine he starts to get more one reps, um, you know, or more interchangeable because they have so many bodies at receiver now. Like, the list of receivers the Giants have, like, they, they can't only have Daniel Jones working with all of them. Like, it's, it's impossible, especially after just uh, activating Jameson Crowder and Sterling Shepard off the pup list. You know, like, you, you, you have to buy into the fact that some of these guys are going to have to work with the twos and Hyatt, as a rookie, is kind of, like, you know, pigeonholed into that area sometimes. But... Very excited about what Jalen Hyatt's showing. Um, haven't heard much about Paris Campbell, but I still think he's going to be a really nice piece for us. Um, you know, that 4-3 speed is legit, but, you know, the rookies are standing out, man. The rookies are, are, are showing out, and I think that's what you want to see. Like, they're really turning up the notch. They're really coming to camp with a purpose. They're trying to make some some plays happen. Um, and, you know, this is, this is a scenario where the deep ball is going to be a much more prominent variable in the Giants' offense moving forward, which plays right into Hyatt's strengths. You know, it plays into Darius Slayton's strengths. Slayton has looked tremendous. Like, I think he really appreciated the fact that Giants gave him that contract. You know what I mean? Like, they showed that loyalty to him. They gave him this, the $12 million two years. I think that really just was like, like, some players get cashed out, and then they just 
fall off. You know, they just don't care anymore. I think Slayton really saw that as like a sign of love and a sign of like commitment. And I think he actually like wants to elevate his game. Apparently, he he worked a lot with tennis balls this off season to improve his catching because you know we've we've seen him drop some passes in the past and that's been a problem for him. But he worked with the tennis balls. You know, he's been really taking a step forward in, in the sense of um, actually increasing his catch rate and lowering his drop rate, that will go a long way towards helping this offense. And it's been nice to see him connect with Daniel Jones. I mean, that chemistry is obviously there. And I think they didn't want to overhaul the entire wide receiver unit without um, bringing back some some key pieces that Jones is familiar with. Yeah, and I think that it's important to have some continuity on the offense, you know, with Daniel Jones, especially with all these new faces. He's got to work in Darren Waller. You know, he's going to get the ball a lot. He's got new offensive linemen in front of him, but having somebody as a holdover like Darius Slayton, who he's been playing with for the last four seasons, is really important. And of course, Isaiah Hodgins, who we haven't heard too much about, but he's also been making plays. You said that you haven't heard too much about Paris Campbell. I've actually read some really good things about Paris Campbell, and I saw a clip where he had a really, really nice route for a touchdown um, either today or yesterday yesterday but Campbell has looked good and his speed has been on full display and one of the beat writers wrote that Campbell looks like uh, Daniel Jones's second favorite target it's Darren Waller number one obviously because nobody can guard the man but number two somebody said was Paris Campbell he's been getting the ball a lot apparently so I think that's something that's really exciting to take note of but let's talk about one more thing before we wrap here Alex and that's the defensive line the pass rush because I've been reading a lot about Dexter Lawrence just being unblockable apparently they tried to triple team him yesterday and he still got a sack <laughs> during the team drills like come on man this guy is just so freaking good and apparently Leonard Williams has been getting plenty of pressures. We're seeing Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari starting to get some pressures around the edge as well. I think the Giants have just such a strong group of defensive linemen going into the season. Now, it's got to be a rotation here because, you know, it's training camp. They're going to be working in some of these other guys. And what I will say is I'm a little concerned because I haven't heard really much of anything about guys like Oshane Zimenez or Jihad Ward. So maybe that could be a cause for concern. We know that edge depth is a problem for the Giants, a position of weakness, but we're hearing a lot of good things about the starting defensive line. Again, no pads on. We'll hear more on Tuesday once the pads do come on, but I am getting a little bit of excitement around this defensive line right now, Alex. So what are your thoughts on Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, and the rest of these guys who are stepping up and applying pressure to Daniel Jones? I mean, come on. Uh, this could be one of the best defensive lines we've seen in a decade from the Giants, guys. Like straight up. I mean, remember like the, the better days of Olivier Vernon and Snacks, Harrison, um, and JPP, like, it, that was a really good defensive line. But what makes me so excited about this one is that we got some guys on rookie deals here, man. Kayvon Thibodeau, you heard what he was saying today. The guy was like, sometimes I watched my film last year and I cringe. I left sacks on the field. Um, I left production on the field last year. He's going to kick it into another gear. I think Kayvon Thibodeau, as long as he stays healthy, is going to be very, very good. Um, and I also think that Aziz Ojolari, who's been staying healthy, you know, knock on wood, I think that if he stays healthy, that guy is a machine. He is a pass rush machine. That is what he does. He gets after the quarterback. The guy had a, he was averaging a sack a game last year. Um, he makes an impact. He also is a really good at forcing fumbles. So, but Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence, best buds, uh, unspoken chemistry. Those two could be the most dynamic. I think those two have the potential to be the best dynamic of interior defenders in the league. I think that last year when Leonard Williams was healthy, and that was very rare, maybe the first game of the season until he got hurt against the Panthers, like week two or whatever it was, he was hurt the rest of the way. Um, him and Dexter Lawrence together are a freaking problem. They are dangerous. They are a dangerous combination. Opposing quarterbacks, there are not many offensive lines that can stop this group. I, I think the Eagles are one of the very few offensive lines in football. 
and maybe maybe the the 49ers that can really put up a good fight against these guys. They're going to be very hard to stop. Um, they're going to win their 1v1 battles, and then you send extra numbers. That's what Wink Martindale is known for. You have a, you have a defensive front like this, and then you send extra bodies. You can't stop them. You just have Your cornerbacks just have to hold up in coverage, which is why we improved that so much this offseason. So um, right now, very optimistic. I'm feeling very, very good. Uh, obviously, there's a lot left to training camp and preseason to go. Bubble wrap these guys, keep them healthy, and we'll be good to go. Uh, but, uh, but to answer your question, yes, I'm very freaking excited. Yes, I think all of us are. And before we wrap, one last player that I do want to shout out, Darian Beavers. He's looking good right now. I saw this. It wasn't even like a team drill or anything. It was just him doing like a normal drill, like an agility drill. But he looked freaking agile. Like considering he's coming back from a knee injury, the guy is moving extra quick like he looks fully healthy no questions about it the guy is at 100 he's looking good i've heard a lot of good things about him apparently he's been standing out a little bit more than michael mcfadden but again with a lot of these defensive players these tacklers we don't really know how they're performing at camp until those pads do come on so stay tuned for tuesday when we give you that practice report because that's going to be a big one for the defensive linemen and the linebackers in particular but until then make sure that if you did enjoy this episode you leave a like you subscribe to the channel and you ring the bell so you don't miss an episode comment your thoughts on the topic down below in the comment section and if you're listening on apple or spotify please make sure to leave us a five-star review and go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at fireside giants but without further ado we will catch you all in the next one have a good one and let's go giants